0: All right, so today on our spaces, uh, it's a great humanitarian project. They're trying to make a difference in the African
1: it's
0: Society. Welcome, guys. Um, how's it going tonight? How are you doing?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Thank you very much. Thank you for so, the invite.
0: Yeah, no problem. No problem. Thanks for stopping by. I know it's kind of late where you guys are. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the reason behind your project and why it means so much to you?
1: So the reason behind the project was this is something I wanted to do over 10 years ago. Um, I'm originally from Africa. There was a war that happened um, over, it happened for 10, 11 years, it went on for. Um, So me and my family escaped when I was 12 years old. Um, And this is something I always wanted to do. Um, And actually, in a way, I'm kind of glad it didn't happen because looking back now, I wasn't prepared or had the tools to do it, I didn't have the education to do it, um, but I'll get into that later on, but yeah, this is just something that I wanted to do years ago, and, and I never had the opportunity or the funding to do it, or the resources behind it.
0: So what, is, what does the project entail, and what is the main vision in the-
1: So the main vision is to open up a children's centre in Sierra Leone, Waterloo in Sierra Leone. It's one of the areas in in Sierra Leone that's fully populated with underprivileged young people. Um, And it involves um, three prongs. So let me just go here so I can go through with you. One of the things is um, the first service platform will be a a drop-in youth centre designed to meet the young people's specific needs with members having a large influence on the running of the club and the activity. Um, the second platform will focus on delivering um, of a free supplementary education for children and young adults. And the third one will focus on small projects to help develop and generate employment and to encourage growth in and around the local community.
0: Now, I was looking up some statistics about here early on, and the- mm-hmm. A large struggle within the educational system in the country um
1: yeah it's something like 76 percent of boys um are reading of primary level and 65 percent of girls are just reading at primary stage um that should not be happening in 2022 or even 2021 um at all so yeah the, it's
0: the literacy rates are very concerning but the the one thing that really stuck out to me it's that 40% of teachers in schools aren't even trained professionals.
1: And... Well, they're not even being paid. Um, let's just say the average teacher will earn roughly around $600 to $100 a, a month. And then you calculate that to one person living on the most po- poverty person living on $1.25 a day. How does that add up those stats? So how can they afford to then go get qualified?
0: it's scary
1: i mean and <laughs> I mean, so it's it's stacked up against them so no matter what they do the odds are really stacked up unless you 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 come from a privileged background or or you're doing okay the odds are really stacked against you
0: Yeah, it's almost like you're walking up an escalator that's coming down you know it's
1: yeah
0: like as soon as you're taking one step forward you're getting pushed back two times because really if The educational system is struggling in the country it's hard to advance anybody you know the the small amount of people for every one or two people that are going into higher education there's two or three times that you know that have to do lesser jobs and struggle um have 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 you seen any other nft projects from sierra leone um start succeeding or do you see there there being any opportunity in the the land i've not
1: I've not seen any, um, any because they don't ha- have things like that there. So, for example, even the light and the electricity, it, it's, it goes on and off. So, something like NFT can't, can't succeed. You need electronic, you, you need electric for it to work. So, um, in terms of internet and stuff like that. So, if the light's going off all the time, unless you've got a generator or something like that, but then that still doesn't help with the internet. So, that's why it's a bit difficult for them to get involved in something like that. Yeah.
0: Do you, do you think like there's going to be any sort of opportunity in order to maybe combat that? Like, Do you, do you think maybe some sort of humanitar- humanitarian effort could go out there and maybe install solar or something like that so people could actually have like ongoing electric or any anything of that sort so we could actually you know, maybe get people into the age of NFTs?
1: I think that would be brilliant if something like that would happen. I don't know why it's not happened because they – have a lot of sun <laughs> um i don't know why it's not happening yet um to be honest with you it's not a field i've even looked into but i did ever wonder like in terms of because they are struggling in terms of electricity probably my brother can answer that a bit more i don't know but yeah
0: so how long ago did you get into nfts and what made you decide that this was going to be a way that you could actually start this uh, organization up
1: so actually it was my brother my brother's always been into my older brother um he's always been into crypto um like 10 15 years back he was telling me when bitcoin even first came out when it was a dollar or whatever it was and he bought the machine from china to mine so he's always been trying to teach me he's he's more the techie person I, i'm not um and he's always telling me about all these different things coming out so then a couple of years ago he told me about nft and i was like yeah 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 Whatever, it's, it's too complicated for me. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and then about nine months ago, eight months ago, he, he told me about it and said, look, you wanted to do your project. Um, think about this. What do you think about this? Linking this in. So I'll say probably about eight, nine months ago is when it really started, when I really started getting involved in researching and diving in. And I thought, and it got really interesting and it helped my wife got on board with it. Because then I was staying up late. She was looking at me like, what are you doing? (laughs) And then she got in and started reading and helping me and educating each other and supporting each other.
0: Have you had um, mostly good encounters while talking to the NFT community? Have you had any bad encounters?
1: Um, I've been in a few spaces and I've seen people get ripped into shreds. Um, So, yeah, that did put a lot of fear into me um, about public speaking and everything else and I thought because I'm a vice pi- principal of trade so I, I speak all the time I go into meetings I meet people all the times um, and I just luckily came a- across uh, Beluga, Dave and, and Boss um, space and they started speaking everyone speaking and Dave to be honest he was Dave. Dave was so calming and welcoming and, and he, he was explaining like we're all here to help each other we're here to support each other uh, and this that and the other so I started getting into the space. I didn't speak at first. I just started getting into the space and listening because I thought I'm not getting up and I'm just going to get embarrassed. Um, And then they were just so welcoming and friendly. And yeah, I finally did speak, but I absolutely messed it up the first time I spoke. Um, And then they was like, no, 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 you've done really good. You've done really good. But then I started going back and speaking again, but I didn't know how to tell the story. I didn't know whether to go really graphic or, to water it down um so Dave's from the UK I'm from the UK and I said look can I can I speak to you and he was so gracious about it he was like yeah I'll I'll, I'll speak to you and it was actually my son's third birthday but I didn't say nothing to him and we was at a party <laughs> so I went out in the car to speak to him we ended not speaking for nearly an hour and he was just like look tell your story like just because i explained everything to him background and everything else and he's like look just tell your story but i was still nervous because i didn't want it to be because it's so graphic um even now i still haven't told all of it um and then my wife came on and i think she spoke to beluga and dave and she was like how graphic is too graphic and i remember beluga saying yeah just go all in just go all in um but yeah so that's when i just decided and then actually it was jay who was like, um, break it down for people. So on our pin tweet, we've actually broken it down step by step um, from my story to then what happened and what's still going on over there and stuff like that. So if Jay's here, I don't think he's here. Thank you, Jay. I have told him that. I've messaged him and told him that already. Um, but yeah.
0: So let's get a little bit into the collection. What is Travelodyte?
1: So if you look online, so it's a research that I did. How this whole struggle of that came around, because when the pandemic started, we felt like hermits, like we were just trapped at home. Like, so we kept having this little cave raves or whatever, having like Zoom, calling our family and friends on Zoom and having a bit of a rave because we can't get to each other because we all live very far from each other. Um, and then we started coming up with a concept and I was like, let me research what, what? And I started researching what are the first humans and then just started going back way back. And then it comes to prehistoric times where these people are trogs and trogs live in holes and caves. And then they started talking about how humans live in caves and stuff because I did not want to do um, another ape or anything like that. I wanted it to be original. I wanted to do something different. Um, and that's not knocking over a project, by the way. I just wanted to do something unique. Um, so then I came up with a concept of troglodyte. So humans who used to live in the caves.
0: So how big is the the total collection that you're going to be minting or that you actually have started? Minting?
1: Uh, it's 10,000. So we're doing it on five different waves. So the first wave is one to, um, especially one to 800. I have gifted a few to, to family members and friends. Um, and there's, I think, 300 and something left. Of the 800 first wave, and then it goes into to the second wave. The first wave is like one mat, and then the second wave goes to three mats, and so on. It's on the open sea, so if you go on open sea, you can see it. But the rest of the, the ones are going to be minted. We're not we're not going to mint it, so people are going to mint it.
0: Um. All right. So, h- how big is the the team that you have working on the project?
1: So there's five of us. There's my wife, um, my brother, uh, myself, uh, my brother-in-law and the artist so it's a fa- it's a family it's a family thing basically
0: uh, so you don't really have to worry too much uh <laughs> who's doing the developing uh, the development portion of it do you have a, a separate dev on the outside or is one of the team members is doing it for you my wife oh, okay
1: all right so, so she, you- she she studied it <laughs> um, and my brother helps um because like i said he's more of a techie person um so my wife and my brother
0: what kind of marketing have you guys done other than airdropping?
1: Um, to be honest with you, just going in spaces and speaking. That's um, literally it. Um, just word of mouth, uh, speaking to other people, and just trying to get out there. Um, yeah, You're on Polygon, right? Yes, we're on Polygon, yes.
0: So that, that right there, I guess, would be an advantage because you could easily airdrop for you know pennies on the dollar to people in order to actually get your project in people's eyes, people could use it as their pfp and yeah. so forth, right? So um, was was that one of the main reasons that you went the polygon route because you were newer and you just wanted to kind of test the waters with NFTs or did you see more of an opportunity with going to that?
1: No, actually we started we started on eth for one week, but it didn't make no sense because what we were selling it for, um, we were selling it for like um 30 something dollar or something like that. And at the time people were minting, it was like 50 to 80 to 100, 120 for the gas fees. And we thought this makes no sense. And then speaking to other people, they started telling me about, oh, check out Polygon. And I was like, what's that? Because I was still new to all of it. Um, So we thought, okay, that makes a lot of sense because it makes no sense. People paying all that gas fee, it just didn't make any sense. So it was a no brainer to switch over. So within the first few days of of going on ETH, we switched over. It's a polygon.
0: Very cool. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the TS Foundation that you guys are starting and uh, what you're going to do with the foundation?
1: So the TS Foundation is going to be run by me, um, and I'm going to have a group of team who actually going to come from the UK and go over there to support me to run it. So like I say, we're going to be building a youth center. The whole point of the NFT is to actually use this platform to to raise the funds needed to build a youth center with supplementary education along other things Um, the whole goal at the end of it what would be my ideal goal at the end of it is actually working alongside other charities to all of us to support each other so like what we do in the uk we have all these different multi-agencies who work with young people who support young people and it's all target based and so you've got social workers young people workers all these different groups of teams and they work together to support kids. And the ideal thing is, why are charities not doing that? Because we were supporting different needs. Each young person has a different need. For example, you've got young people with disability. So an, another group of charity could be able to support that person better than I can. So if I've got oh, a little pot of money, why don't I put it to that young person to support that young person when I know I can't cater for that young person? Um, so that in the ideal world, long term, that's what I want it to be. But first, I just want it to be the children's centre where young people can come, get some free food, free clothes. Um, we're going to be paying for some of their school fees. Because at the moment, if you look at some of my other videos and you've got some people from Rome and some other places who go over there and have been actually shocked by it. You've got nine year nine-year-old prostituting themselves to pay for education, to just to go to school. They want to go to school. They want to learn. These people are hardworking people. It's not like they're just sitting around doing nothing they're really hardworking people and they, they want education. They they want better for their lives, for their family. And they have to do things, unfortunately, which, um, sorry, just give me a minute. Um, yeah, they just have to do things. That's not, that's not that a kid should not be doing, um, just to get a basic education. Yeah.
0: That's all right. Take your time. Man. All right. I understand
1: your heart. Sorry. <laughs>
0: No, it's yeah. Like an emotional thing. I mean,
1: no, it like... just angers me. It's just being from an educational background here and and it's just the basic needs of of kids like they're just kids. And it's it's not like the the the, the country doesn't have resources. It is one of the richest country in the world like in terms of resources, gold, diamond, um metal like <sighs> And for your citizens just to to go to school, they have to prostitute themselves like really
0: <sighs> really that definitely is that uh you know over here in the u s we don't witness you know, and it's real shame to see that stuff like that even happens you know and, and we don't even really have like awareness of stuff like that like the only reason that i know about it is because you're telling me about it it's not something that's broadcasted on the news you
1: no, know? It's, it's it's just got off pockets of people who who go out there and and they see the horror and they can't believe something like this is going on um but yeah it's like i said to this day it's, it's affected it to this day
0: i mean when you know, when when we think of things like prostitution, generally what we associate it with over here is drug use and uh, homelessness and people that are, you know, on the streets. You know, children trying to get an education. So.
1: No, um, so. just just as just as a, a, a we literally just funded on a New Year's. I did speak to Dave and Beluga about this. I've I told them about this. Um, we funded a um, a New Year's dinner. So there's a, there's a charity, like I said, we're going to be linking loads of different charity and working together with loads of different charity before we even get up and running. Um, they take, they've take they taken over 100 homeless kids. So some of these kids, when they prostitute themselves and their family find out, they'll kick them out of the home. Um, and I think they've got some young people as young as eight years old. Um, this home takes them in, it's, it's St. George's Foundation. Um, they take them in and, and they give them education as best as they can. Um, they give them food and clothes. So one of the things we did, we linked up with them and just done a New Year's party with them. And we gave food, clothes, toys, yeah. loads of stuff, basically. Um, and then the, the newspaper caught wind of it. They've they've um, announced it and the papers and the radios and stuff like that. And we're like, yeah, that's all good and well. But <laughs> what are you guys doing? There's no point announcing it, what we're doing. You guys are over there and we're over here and we're doing that. I'm sure there's well people over there that can be doing that. We're um, only waiting to get the consent back in terms of safeguarding before we can post anything. Um, but yeah, that's some of the companies we're going to be working with and, and moving forward with. There's quite a few others.
0: So uh, I think that you want to build a youth center. now. Have you gotten any quotes about how much this is going to cost you? Um, yeah, you
1: know? yeah. Because, like I said, this is something I wanted to do t- like years ago. So I've the business plans there, the models there, um, the 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 house, the building plans already done. It roughly worked out to be between how they're trying to estimate between 150 to 200. That's including the land and building. Um, I even spoke to them today again just to confirm everything, um, and and they said yeah. It is going to be roughly around that.
0: Now, uh, the the money that you're going to be generating through the project is mm-hmm. this going to be just to cover the raw materials. Are you going to have volunteers going to be doing the building efforts, or do you have to hire a company as well to do like the carpentry and stuff? The I'm going to
1: have to hire everyone. There's no there's no volunteers out there. Everyone is on the poverty. <laughs> the majority of people on the poverty line. So. There's no, like over in UK, I could have been, I could have approached companies and say, look, this is what we're planning to do, support your community. And they would have jumped in and say, yeah, we're going to help, we'll donate, this we will do that. Over there, you have to pay for everything, unfortunately. What, what percentage of your sales
0: are going towards the charity?
1: 50%.
0: Okay, makes sense.
1: So 50, 50%, and I'm hoping some of the other members will donate some of their percentage because that's that's literally all my percentage going <laughs> into it because it's, it's my baby that I wanted to do years ago. But I know my brother's going to give some more into it, and, and the other members are going to be giving some more into it.
0: Yeah, I, I asked
1: specifically <laughs> because,
0: you know, charity projects, they'll say that they're donating 100% when it's really not feasible. I mean, there's always mm-hmm. over costs.
1: No, no. Because you have to to do the running, the day-to-day running. So I'm going to have to pay staff members and and stuff like that as well. So I want it to keep ticking over. And actually, one of the things I'm doing, I've spoken to um, Anglia Ruskin University, which is in Cambridge and actually Cambridge University. So one of the things they do is placements. Um, So they do like three to six months um, work placement, work experience and stuff like that. So when you... and you can get contracted for that. So when they send someone over to stay over there within three to six months, they'll pay the organization that the person's going to be staying with. And then they get to sign off on their their final dissertation. Um, and like I said, this is something I've been planning a long time. So all of these connections, I've, I've got all of them and I still got all of them.
0: When I was looking at the pricing for your NFTs, uh, each wave, the, the price is going to gradually grow. Um, yes. Is there a reason for that? And if so, uh, do the later waves that cost more money, do they have like increased rarity percentages of your NFTs?
1: Yes, they, they become more unique. So the the final stage are really unique. Um, the reason why we've done it like that, one of the first things, so when I spoke to Dave, so I was picking Dave's brain, brain um, is that we wanted to get a buy-in, first of all. We wanted to start building the community because one of the things we didn't do um, – again, we were new to all of this, is we didn't build our community. We tried to build the project first and then get the community after. And we found out that's a really, that's how a lot of project flop. Um, So we wanted, we had to literally revamp and re-strategize. And we wanted to build a community first by people actually buying into the project first and then branch out from there. Um, and speaking to Dave and some of the other members in the group, obviously build your disc or build all these, give them, give mods as how they call them. I'm still learning the lingo. Um, we've actually done all of that na- as well now, um, just to get a bit more community spirit going and, and things like that and building that community base. And then speaking to Dave is actually giving back something to your community members, which is one of the things that we did, which is we've got for every purchase, we've got a, a mini comic book that people will receive. Um and they purchased the troglodytes. That
0: was sort of the next question. What type of benefits do the holders get? But I already saw the comic book, so uh, <laughs> well, you sent me one the other day and uh, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite cool.
0: P10, you have a question? P-10? Oh, yeah, I was just, uh, no, I was just listening and I, and I love uh, his passion for where he comes from and uh, finding a way to express himself through art, but also uh involving his community that is uh educationally they don't have as many opportunities so the idea of using art to connect to a brighter future
1: is exciting for me thank you so,
0: uh your holders do they have um any sort of uh voting privileges or anything like that when they buy one of your nfts to decide maybe what's going to get done or what type of events you're going to do or anything like Yes.
1: That? Yes, they do. So they can even get involved in the project if they choose to. Like when you go onto our, um, a our roadmap, we've got it there where if people want to be involved, they can be involved. Also, they will get letters from, from the young people and their families as a thank you. Um, but yeah, so some of the things I've got in there, actually, people can get involved. People can have their say. Um, yeah we welcome it and one of the things one of the discord members was like oh let's get a suggestion thing going so we can suggest some ideas in terms of um the project and everything else and everything is going to be streamlined like everything's going to be transparent and open so everyone can see what is going on what we're doing and there's, there's nothing hidden um if you go on my on our website it's got all of our faces on there our names you can search us up like everything is just fully transparent. We're not trying to hide anything. We are who we are. And and like I said, this is something I wanted to do for years. Um, and I'm just happy that I found NFT. Um, well, thanks to my brother. <laughs> and yeah.
0: Are you going to, you're going to be showing like the proof of your donations through your Discord channel?
1: Everything. Everything's going to be fully transparent.
0: Now, uh, this, this might sound a little odd, uh, <laughs> but it, it's my job to do it. Now, w- were you a little bit uh, concerned when launching a charity project that um, sometimes charity tokens and charity NFT projects are kind of looked at uh, almost negatively because there's been so many different types of rug pulls
1: yeah. out there? Um, what And this, go on, oh, sorry. sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, this is what I was going to say, and this is why I want us to be fully transparent. This is why I wanted people to see who my face are, who the people in the project, who's involved, who their faces are, their names and everything. Um, I I don't know about all the rug projects that's going on and what they do, but um, I I wanted to be transparent to show people, look, this is who we are. Um, Dave knows all the details about me, everything. He's got my mobile number. (laughs) Um, We just wanted to, like I said, just be open open and honest with everyone. Um, But I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't really worried about it because... We were going to be honest anyway, like, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was just wondering if I—I I don't know, because a lot of times, like, if I see like a, a like a crypto token out there, like a microcap that says they're going to be a charity project, I've already been rubbed on like four or five of them. And it is what it is. I mean, you know, I—I'm I, the one that put the money in. I didn't really do as much research as I could. Do you think it might be a better course of action, maybe, in the future, for these charity projects? rather than announcing that they're a charity project right off the bat, you just do the donations later on and then you would announce it in your Discord. Like, say, hey, you know, $200 sent to this project.
1: and yeah.
0: you know, So-and-so. I, I don't know if that would be a better course of action or, or not. I was just wondering what you think as far as that.
1: No, for me, because the whole point of this was to raise funds, was to use the NFTs to raise funds. Um, so for me, I still do it the same way um again it's just being open and honest like we be using these nsts to raise funds to do this 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 is what we want to do um and if people wanted to buy in which people are buying in it's good for us but um yeah
0: all right um how are you going about um doing rarity percentages on your nfts and how are they calculated and do they fall into different tiers like common rares, super rares legendaries how, how is that going to work
1: no, it's to be honest it's just it's just rare like we've done enough, well, my wife shall i say has has done she she can come up and answer this question. Is she there or she's gone to bed with the kids? Hi. oh no, she's just listening um she's the one who completed them, and I think she's done i think a hundred or two hundred like j- rare ones. I'm not gonna say what they are, <laughs> um but yeah, I think a few people have got some already um but yeah.
0: Okay, so are they mixed? I think you have five total waves. So do you have a higher percentage of your rare NFTs? You have them in the, the back end in the in the last few waves, as opposed to.
1: So the last one has a lot more of the okay. rares in them than than the other few. Like all, all of them got rares, but the last one has a lot of the rare ones in them.
0: Have you talked to any other NFT projects or maybe metaverse projects to do some sort of collaboration or partnerships?
1: So I've done. Uh, collaborations was a few i'm doing one now with crypto crypto king um which they're doing a merch store and 50 percent of their merch store goes towards ts foundation i've done i think three or four in total in beluga space that we've linked up with and done giveaways and, and and things like that so i'm up for working with whoever if people want to partner up and work i don't mind um yeah i'm all for supporting other people
0: Going down your roadmap, uh, the first 50% that you're going to be selling through, you're basically going to be doing airdrops to people um, throughout the community. Now, it says at the 50% point that you're going to be hosting a raffle. How how is this? uh, Yeah, so
1: basically, so at 15%, we're going to be giving 15 15 NFTs away to our community. It's sustained for 25 and it's sustained for 50. Um, So we're going to link up and just give a a big raffle to the community where they get to win. the nfts
0: okay and then at the 75 percent point it's going to do a, a merchandise
1: um, yeah so we're going to link up with merch store again we're probably going to link up with crypto king he's he's quite clued up about it um and to do a merch store and give away again we're going to be giving community members merchandises um and things like that so yeah
0: is it going to be merchandise with their specific NFT on it? Or is it going to be um, like hoodies with the name of the project on it and t-shirts and hats? Or uh, have you thought about the type of merch that you're going to be releasing?
1: Um, not as far as yet to be quite honest with you, but um, I was going to leave it to the discord to actually decide. Cause I want them to be a part of this. This is, it's about them. It's about giving back to the community as well. So if I put up to them what they want to decide what route we should take, then we can vote on it and, go down that route
0: and then that's gonna basically raise extra money all of the proceeds are going back into yes. The- pool, right?
1: yeah. yes 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 because this is a it's a long-term thing it's not it's not like a, what was you saying a rug pull or anything like this is long term so um i hope people are just in the project for the long term um so yeah
0: tell me about the cave for the 100 percent
1: so, yeah, <laughs> we want to just obviously thank our community members. Um, anyone who's a community members is going to come in for free if they're in the UK. Unfortunately, I do apologize. Um, if they're not, it's going to be streamed. Um, it's going to be streamed by a social media platform so they can see it. Um, I think what we're talking about is up to 5,000 people we're going to have um, just as a thank you. Um, and actually have a cave rave. Um, and I'm going to have some live performance. Uh, my sister's going to be one of them. I don't know if you've heard any of our theme music. Um, no, it's actually... I actually listen to it. It's actually my sister. Um, well, she's an artist, so she helped me out. What uh, next what? Huh? What type of music is it? Um, It's like Afro Afrobeat.
0: See, I still don't know what this is. I hear a lot of people in spaces talking about oh, Afro- I don't you know, know what that. I'm
1: gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you so you can listen to it. It's, you're gonna you're gonna love it.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm looking forward to it. So <laughs> we had a we had another group of people in here, uh, the Afrikanos, and and they're from Sudan and they uh, they're doing a clean water drinking project, and they kept telling us how they're gonna have Afrobeat musicians there, and uh, I, I don't know Afrobeat, so.
1: Oh, you need to, mate. You need to just, yeah. It just takes over your body, man. <laughs> so, gonna...
0: speaking about um, other African uh, projects, have you guys uh, stopped into any of the uh, NFT spaces for the African communities um, recently?
1: Yeah, I went to to one. It was a um, Nigerian. It was a Nigerian one, and they had like over something six thousand people in there and everyone was talking about all the different projects, they were actually talking about Afrobeat, uh, music, they were more talking about music projects than anything else, um, like music artists, like some of the, the world's biggest music artists like Burner Boy um, oh, who's the other one, the other young um, kid, something kid, I can't remember his name now, and they were just really talking about those guys and and collaborating and things like that, so it had nothing to do with the art side of things, it was more the music side of things, so I was like, oh, I can't really speak here no, left
0: <laughs> well, I mean I like to spend a lot of time in the African Twitter space because I think there's a lot of opportunity and there's some really great artists in there and you know trying to get the, the polygon name out there to NFT projects the
2: yeah.
0: entry barrier is so low for artists in nations where they don't have a lot of money and No. Yeah. great artists that don't even like really even want to step into it because each gas prices is just crazy, like you get a star, it's a lot of money.
1: No, no, definitely. Um, I'll tell you who I've been trying to hit up, and I'm still gonna try and hit him up <laughs> Idris Alba because he's Cyr- Sierra he's Cyr- Leonean. Idris Alba,
0: I don't know who that is.
1: You don't know who Idris Alba is, really? I don't think so. Sub zero, that- <laughs> come on. <laughs>
3: He may, uh, he may become the next uh, James Bond,
1: right? Well, Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, Fast and Furious. Um I'm trying to think of what else he was in. He's been in so many movies.
0: Suicide Squad.
1: Yeah, was the new Suicide Squad. Why didn't you guys?
0: Wasn't he on the TV show Lost?
3: He wasn't. No, he was in The Wire. He was in The Wire. Yeah, he, he was heard. in The Wire. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh,
0: he was the number two guy that was actually kind of the brain of the thing. He should have been number yeah. one, but he was kind of like the—he was like the concierge, kind of. All right, guys. Yeah. I'm not being so cool. I watched. <laughs> <a show. laughs> he's I was a big a deal. Yeah. That I watched. All right, I thought it was Lost, but it was The Wire. All right, I saw them both. Yeah. Uh, cut me some slack here.
1: Yeah, so he's—he's he's from Sierra Leone as well. He was there um, not too long ago. He was there last year. Um And he's now one of the ambassadors for Sierra Leone as well. So I've been trying to hit him up, I'm trying to find his agent and everything else. I'm going to tag him on this AMA right now because that's what I, <laughs> I gotta do. Tell you,
0: I got to tell you, Aiden and myself, we have a special uh, ability that we harass famous people. We're going to
1: start harassing out He's quite games, big though. Yeah. It's- yeah, he, he's quite big. I think the other day he was on a radio show, was watching it, and he literally, the people were daring him, like, are you friends with The Rock? Are you friends with The Rock? And he's like, yeah, we're friends.
2: Bro, bro we can
0: <laughs> set this up. We can set this yeah. up. We'll, DM, we'll We'll get this going. I pro- I'll, We'll surprise you.
1: Because yeah. who else will be a big, bigger advocacy right now for that country it will be him. That's his country. All it's right. his place of birth.
0: So we'll see what we can do. Um, have, yeah. have you decided if you're going to put your uh, NFTs into the
1: metaverse? Um, I don't have a clue about the metaverse. I'm still learning that slide. Crypto King was trying to show me about it. it was, we went in there yesterday and he was showing me his um, his merch store. So his merch store is in the metaverse. Um, and he was showing me how it works and everything else. It took him it was like 72 hours to build. So, if anyone knows about the metaverse, please like hit me up because yeah, I'll i would love to do that.
0: I mean, you can start really like really slow, like with Spatial. I mean, Creative Al's—he's he, doing a lot of awesome stuff with the metaverse. He's going to have his Polygon Summit on the twenty-second, I believe it is. So,
1: yeah, I filled out his form. I've been to be honest, I've been trying to get at him because <laughs> because I see him a lot with Beluga, but I think he's got so much going on at the moment. I mean,
0: you know, it's, it's it's all baby steps. I mean, like, I didn't know what the metaverse was, like, not not very long before you did. So, you know, it's yeah. all curve for us. So I was just curious if you're doing that. Uh, are you planning on doing any um, additional utility with the NFT project down the road?
1: Um, at the moment, I've not put anything in plan. Again, I'm hoping when the community grows more, uh, it can be community-led. Um because, like I said, I want everyone to be in it for the long haul, and, and I want it to be theirs as much as it's mine, um, rather than me saying I'm making all the decisions. Um, I actually want it to be led by the community, um, because, like I said, I'm new to all this. Some people might know more than me. Um, yeah, so if we vote on things, it, it'll be much better for me.
0: Yeah. Um- <laughs> I got a couple more questions for you before I'll, I'll open it up to the crowd. Um, yeah, go for it. How about uh, the secondary market? Are you going to be building royalties into these? And if so, uh, what kind of?
1: Yeah, so it's ten percent royalties, um, and that's to to go towards the day-to-day running of the project. Um, I'm hope well. That's that's the plan. That's the hope is that the royalties can go towards um, the day-to-day running of the center and other projects in Sierra Leone. And um, the hope is, to be honest with you, is to have, because Sierra Leone's quite big. It's got like 8 point something million people. And there's a, a lot of underprivileged people in different areas of West, like Sierra Leone. Um, so I'm hoping if we can start with the one, there can be others <laughs> down the road <laughs> if, to, the, if it goes up in price. There. Let's see, we'll see.
0: Right. Um, so far, what social media platform has been the most successful for you guys to get
1: famous? Social media platform. Um, it's. I'll be honest with you. It's been a really good space, and it's been just going in Polygon spaces and, and speaking to people who who are in Polygon. Um, it's just recently we started to get a lot of press. Um. We've even got a, I've not even told Beluga because I actually want to invite Dave to come and speak about the NFT community. Um, On the 28th, we've been invited to speak on um, a London radio show. um, Who's heard about the projects as well. And another radio show in Africa, in Sierra Leone. And we've been in the papers a few times now as well, which we're going to be putting all that post this week, um, just to let people know what's been going on behind the scenes. Um, but its I'll be honest, it's picking up quite a bit of press interest, which I'm hoping then can bring in more people into troglodyte
0: Awesome. Uh, if anybody wants to come up and, and speak, just raise your hand. I'll, I'll let you up here. In will let you up here. Um, do you think that um, along with the educational um like the youth education that you're going to be providing do you guys plan on providing anything as far as like blockchain uh, education and teaching oh most
1: definitely free. most definitely so that's in there so if you go in our on our roadmap that's all in there so it's got it it's got everything in there and actually one of the things is going to be nft crypto everything is going to be put in there um yeah most yeah. definitely that's awesome
0: um yeah, I'm kind of running out of questions here. Uh, do, do you have anything that you want to share with us that I missed? Um, maybe, honest, maybe
3: I could ju- jump in just for a little, uh, just for sure. a second. Sorry, Absolutely. go on, sorry. Go on. It's just that I wanted to talk about uh, another angle of the project because I am the only one that is, uh, li- like, I was hired. I'm not a member of the, of the family, and I didn't really know <laughs> about the... <laughs> About this, well, but you are now. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, thank you very much. That's great. No, i actually, I wanted to talk about just how much it means to me to to be part of this because of uh, I, I just the beauty of the project. I mean, uh, the the thing I was talking about that's just to what extent uh, this uh, this project and in general the the NFT world and the crypto world and the Web3 world have completely uh, replaced uh, just visions of, uh, you know, apocalyptic visions uh, uh, for the future. Like I was feeling really sad about the future in general, uh, global warming, things of the sort. And uh, first of all, the just the NFT world and the possibilities within it. I thought were fascinating and then this project in particular the fact that you're not only playing with these uh, wonderful new tools and communication uh, technologies and just the uh, the whole idea of decentralization which is something i really care about but also the the fact that it's landing uh, and making a difference uh some some place where where a dollar really counts just one dollar counts so much over there and yeah, I just wanted to to jump in and talk a little bit about that because, yeah, I think it's uh, it's really really exciting.
0: Now, in Sierra Leone, um, do people have trouble with uh, clean water over there, like like the uh, people that we yes.
1: have in, in Sudan? Yes, yes, they do.
0: And you, you said it's like one of the richest nations as far as like resources and stuff goes. In, if and- you
1: search it, the, <laughs> it's ridiculous. If you, and, and it's not it's not like it's being hidden anywhere, it's all online, it's it's everywhere. Um and it's what I was saying to people, if you go, if you want to know like deep into it, um watch that movie Blood Diamond. That's the watered down version of of what happened of some of the resources they've got over there. Um, which is I think one of the places they find one of the most biggest diamond um and it, it's just it's ridiculous and it's got these big companies out there that's made whatever deal they've made i don't want to go too much into the politics side of things cuz that's one of the things my family's scared for me in terms of exposing quite a lot of the stuff for example the president oh god i'm going to get in trouble for this my brother's going to tell me to shut up um the president over there now um he was one of the ones who was involved in the in the coup of what led to the whole war in the first place he's now the president of the country um yeah i better shut up because i'm a brother's gonna probably tell me off (laughs) um but yeah yeah well that's how crazy it is
0: i (laughs) don't really know enough about the politics to to get into it nor do i really like discussing politics Mm, in the world uh, I think it just opens up the can of worms that people get upset one way or another. So
1: let's just put it this way: he he got. Oh, I swear, my brother's going to kill me. He got he got booed um, recently by a bunch of students saying that they are hungry. Like they kept chanting. He he was giving some sort of speech, and he was he he they were, he were they were chanting. We're hungry. We're hungry. We want food. We want food. And he got in that area. He got the teachers all locked up. Saying that it was the teacher's fault that the students booed him, and all the te- all the students were saying, "We're hungry. We want food." Yes, that's, um... <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. you can't make that up. Like, it's just, it's just like really, you're the president. The kids are telling you they're hungry. Let me lock the teachers up.
0: Yeah. Who, who's doing your comic?
1: Um, the same person who done my art. He's a comic. He
3: does comics as well. Yeah, I am. I am the one that did the the comic. Yeah, I'm a, normally I'm a, a comic book <laughs> uh, artist. I mm. do uh, science fiction comic books. That's my that's my deal most of the time.
0: From are you from Sierra Leone as well?
3: <laughs> no, no, I am, no, no. <laughs> I I'm Mexican, and uh, I I know a little bit. Uh, the the situation is not quite as bad as the one in Sierra Leone. I think in in Mexico, but there's uh, also this problem of uh, the, the the government, the central government has a hard time controlling the the country, and security is the first. Like I I know a little bit about what it's like to have chaos in a country and to just be sad about the resources being there, but the infrastructure to actually uh, put them to good use to exploit them is isn't. And yeah. yeah.
0: Have you guys considered maybe doing some sort of uh, giveaway through your Twitter or through one of these spaces in order to build your uh, your Discord channel?
1: Yeah, no, we, we, we do that. We do that all the time. Like, we do giveaways and things like that. And we collab with other people, and we both do giveaways. Um, yeah, we do do that. That's awesome. Uh, and that's what I mean. We don't mind linking up with, with other projects to 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 work together, to collab together. Like we're we're open um, and to support and help anyone out. So as well.
3: Aiden, you have anything?
0: Well, I want to talk more about troglodytes, but that <laughs> be we can do that later.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're just fascinated with the troglodytes now, aren't you?
0: I've always been fascinated by troglodytes. Have you? Yes. Did you, see,
1: did you see? Did you see Simbad then? Because they 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 talk about it there as well. Simbad. S- see, you didn't know about that one, did you? Yeah, in Simbad, you know the um, one-eyed monster with the little nose thing. Oh God, I can't remember what it's called now. But yeah, that's allegedly that was a troglodyte, but it wasn't. It's just a fictional troglodyte. <laughs> are
0: you? Yeah. Uh, are you? are you planning on releasing maybe like a generation two collection of this or um, yes, there are ideas down the road, maybe not troglodytes, but something else to help towards your call?
1: Ooh, should I release that where I'm working with the ice already. We've already, we had something planned before even the first part was, was done. Um, mm, I don't know if I should release it or not. You on, have a yeah, answer. I'll wait till the the. But yeah, no, there is there is a follow up. Um, yeah, there's definitely follow All All right, cool. Yeah.
0: Oh, um, I don't know if I missed anything. If I if I did miss anything, and you want to share about your project, please feel free. Um, and uh... I think
1: if it, if if everyone want to know my background, so where the reason why I'm doing all of this, and and why I got into this, is just go on my pin tweet. Um, my wife's graciously graciously broke it down set by set. Um, my whole life, basically, um, from what happened to what happened to my family, and 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 escaping, and um, getting myself mentally prepared, getting myself through education, um, doing a lot of charities over in England, and 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 now, again, like I said, I wasn't. When I was explaining to you in the first place that I was never prepared, say, 10 years ago when I wanted to do it. Now I've ran a school. Um, I'm a vice principal. I've been vice principal at two other schools. Um, and now I've got the knowledge. I've got the connections that I need to actually. OK, it would be very selfish of me not to go back and and give something back um, being from there and and still seeing the horror that's going on. Like, right now, I can be very comfortable in my house over here with my wife and my kids and my family, um, but it's never set right with me. Um, I've always had this desire, this urge inside. I've always wanted to give young people who had no voice because I was one of those young people who never had the voice or never had the opportunity. Luckily, I was born into a family who were were doing okay, and we were able to, to sell everything we had. Um, and come over to the UK and and give us a better life. A lot of people never had that, and they're still out there, and it's passing on from generation to generation. And it's not fair, and it's not right. Um, and all I want to do is just go back and actually give someone else, even if I help just one person, it's just giving someone else that chance of that opportunity. Yeah, it's just yeah. Just go and go into pin suite and just be mindful of the video. I don't know if you've watched the video yet the the long video at the end just be mindful watching that cuz it's quite graphic like very graphic
0: um now I I know like you've you've obviously seen a lot of things that um aren't pleasant to to see where where you grew up now no. has, has that affected you in your adult life uh, like what your mental health at all
1: massively Massively. Um, I was very angry when I was younger. I didn't know why I was angry. I used to punch the doors. I used to just just get angry. Um, I used to have nightmares. I didn't used to sleep. I, I suffered from insomnia for years. I didn't know why. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand PTSD. I didn't understand what was going on as a kid, you don't understand and, and how we was raised. We weren't raised. You don't talk about certain things as your brother and sister. We, we spoke to each other. We talked to each other. We tried to support each other, but in terms of my uncles, aunties, uh, mom and dad, it's, it's not something you, you speak about and you kind of just get on with your life. This is something we've never, even my family will never even spoke about this. It's only the first time I went on, um, Beluga space. Sorry. The first time we spoke properly on Beluga space and, and, and I talked about what happened, and I got really emotional. And I went on the phone to my mum, and I phoned my mum, and I actually said to her, "You know what? We've never actually spoken about this. All the stuff that we saw that happened, we've never sat down and had like a therapy session or anything like that. Because as Af- African parents, we don't believe in they don't believe in stuff like that. It's not that they don't want to do it. They just it's like oh, just get over it and just get on. They're just they're, they're hard family. It's just." Yeah, we've lived through it. We're lucky. Count yourself lucky and just keep pushing on. So it messed with my head a lot when I was growing up um, and I didn't understand why. It only started clicking with me when I went to university and talking and I met this really lovely lecturer. um, And even in the terms of me being dyslexic, I didn't know. I was dyslexic. I didn't know who it was. When I was in Africa, like I was explaining to my wife, we just used to get beaten because you just class is dumb, not realizing you taking information differently. Um, so when I was at university, that's when she asked you, like, you need to go get tested. Um, and then I got texted and I realized, oh, yeah, you're severely dyslexic. You need a paper layer over the paper to, to take in the words and all the rest of it. And she helped me through uni. Thank God. Um and then I started educating myself what SEN is, what EHCPs are and all these different terminologies for young people who, who have different needs. Um, and this is why I said if I would have done this years ago, I would have failed because I didn't, I wasn't prepared. I didn't have the knowledge or the tools that I needed to want to open this centre and, and, and give the young people the best chance that I can give them now. Um, so everything happens for a reason, I suppose.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe it I believe it does. Um you know have have these Twitter spaces there there are a lot of Twitter spaces now dedicated to mental health. Uh my good friend yeah. down there Digibuds. Yes, a- yes. Tuesday. I'm not sure if you guys did it yet today, but if you haven't um and you're going to open one later, we will shoot over there for sure. Um but I think I think we're trying to you know uh, a lot of people in this space, they're trying to open up the eyes of people and, and let them know that it's all right to say that things kind of suck. Yeah. You know? yeah. I tell you from like my, my family, right. Um, You know, everything, everything looked good on the outside, right. Everything looked fine on the inside, but we would never talk about stuff like internally. Like, it. you know, you just don't talk about it. You don't say, I love you to each other. And it's just kind of like the way we operated. And uh Yeah. It's kind of fucked up, but we
1: <laughs> it is, <laughs> and especially seeing what we saw over there, and and you know what I mean as a as a um 11, 12 year old boy getting an AK forty seven pushed to your head, talking about and while wow, there's blood everywhere from your dad after he's been whacked several times with the butt of the gun, messing up his face and in the veranda it's wet and it's just blood everywhere. Seeing all of that, and then seeing my cousin get hog tired and my dad being beaten for two weeks. Even being beaten, and then seeing oh god, babies being ripped out of people for for, for for a bet less than a dollar. Oh, anyway, yeah, I don't want to give people nightmares. <laughs>
0: Trying yeah. Try to finish up on the on a happiness. Did you? Yeah, <laughs> welcome up, <laughs> DigiBuds. Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, no, I just <laughs> I uh, wanted to just say
2: hi real quick. Um, because I do have to get off here, but um. Is it, am I speak? is it Ahmed? Um, are you the Yeah, it's Ahmed, hi. Ahmed, yeah. Ahmed, okay, okay, cool. Well, I was looking into all your team members and I just wanted to make sure I was uh, referring to the right person, but. Uh, yeah, you feeling better now? <laughs> yeah, so, um, well, I am, hopefully coming on the come up right now. I am, if you don't know, I, I have COVID at the moment, so I'm not, I'm not doing the best, but, um, we did have our mental health space earlier today. Uh, Suchi, our artist, she was the one leading it, but we had it a little earlier than we normally do, but yeah, we do it every Tuesday. Um, we'd love to have you there. Uh, but I, I did enjoy, um, listening to everything you were saying and it's kind of insane and crazy, uh, from a western world perspective of everything that you've, you know gone through and you know Dave actually reached out to us to um you know speak with you um and yeah. potentially you know come up with something between our two projects but i'm I'm looking forward once I get a little bit better um I'm you know down to connect and and speak with you more on it because um after, no, of course yeah after listening to all this i'm i'm very i'm very very curious and uh see you know what direction <laughs> you guys are going but I just want to say really nice to meet you and um uh, thank you nice Elon, for you. doing this as always yep for sure
3: yeah
0: so, thank uh, you so Aiden, are are you you feeling like leaving this open for a little bit after we wrap up and uh get some projects up here to talk or you have to run? No, I'm down. Alright. Alright, so um yeah, Ahmed. Uh Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so <laughs> much, Elon.
0: You know, you're kick-ass. Uh my name's my name's Dave as well, so it's it's
1: ah! nice. <laughs> nice to meet you, Dave.
0: <laughs> so uh yeah, we're gonna uh, Aiden and myself. We're gonna harass uh, Idris Elba today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: gonna t- if he does get back, you know, I'm gonna tell you you didn't know who he was, right?
0: <laughs> that, that's fine. That's fine. I, I knew his face. I knew he was either the dude from the Watch or the dude from Lost. So, I, I want to let you know, I'm only in this because it's funny. <laughs> I expect no recognition. <laughs> so, um, yeah, go check out uh, the project for the troglodytes. Um, really kick-ass group of people. They're doing something really good you know, for the world. Um, the website's com. If you can't spell it, Google it. Um, <laughs> that's tricky right there. But We could um, have picked a
1: harder name, could we?
0: <laughs> uh, it's one of the more difficult names, you know. Uh,
1: but I, I want to thank you, man,
0: uh, for coming. No, here. thank
1: you so much.
0: a lot of awesome artwork, by the way. Um, I oh, thank I, you
1: very much. Yeah,
0: I clicked on your I'm really website. Glad you
3: liked
0: it. Yeah, I, I clicked on your website and was checking out some of the stuff too while we were doing the AMA, and I, I really dig your your art. So yeah, uh that's
3: great. Yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, you guys, you guys are great. Um, you know we do wow. these uh, Monday through Friday, so whenever you want to stop by, uh, we always have projects here. People are always looking to do collaborations, and
1: uh, oh, yeah. definitely. We're
0: yeah, going to definitely. A, we're gonna space open for a little bit. If uh, anyone's down bottom that wants to come up and talk about your project, feel free raise your hand. We'll bring it up to the speaker box. Um, we'll see how things go. And um, yeah, thanks again, man. Troglodytesociety.com. dot com. Check out their right. check out their project and help uh, help people that are really in need.
1: Yeah. So, Thank you again. so much, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Elon. Thank, Thank you, you very really. much. Yeah. Thank All right. Right. See Great you guys day, soon. Day. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Bye.